All right. And you are listening to the premiere episode of The Entrepreneurial Web with Jeremiah Fox. Woo! And, and actually, this is the first new show in our new space. So this is uh, definitely a very special day. Uh, I'm Sam Liebowitz. I'm the uh, executive producer of uh, talkradio.nyc and also host of uh, the Conscious Consultant Hour, which you can hear on Thursdays at the same time at noon. But let me introduce you to Jeremiah, who's our newest host here on the station. Jeremiah has over 25 years' experience in the hospitality and entertainment industry, and he's currently the owner of Della Restaurant in Brooklyn. He's the general manager for Windsor Wine Group. Uh, which owns Juice Box Wine and Spirits. He's chairman of the board for Windsor Terrace Food Co-op, as well as being a freelance musician, producer, and a martial arts instructor. So you can tell this guy already has a fairly entrepreneurial bent. So, Jeremiah, welcome to talkradio.nyc. Thank you. I think there are a few things you left out on that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there are. And we'll, that's... Get, we'll get to all that soon. Thank you so much. Really uh, psyched to be here. Really pumped. This is super awesome. Uh, wanted to open up, and we'll do this often with the show, with just a quote of the day, a message mm-hmm. of the day, just to, to prime, the, prime the chassis for everybody, get the wheels turning. Uh, as Sam mentioned, I'm a martial arts instructor. I teach at uh, Sun Dojo in Windsor Terrace in Brooklyn. Uh, mm-hmm. I teach jiu-jitsu and kickboxing and sometimes fitness, adults and children. And, and there's a lot of great sayings in the martial arts uh, that, that ring true in business as well. And, and I want to connect those two dots. And one of the sayings mm-hmm. uh, that we often hear and repeat in, in the dojo is that uh, if anybody else can do it, I can do it too. Ah. Uh, and, and that's really powerful, if, especially when you're having tough times, you're having a bad day, whatever's going on. Uh, repeating that message to yourself, if anybody else can do it, I can do it too. And, and the connection that I found in the business world to that, I'm an uh, uh, avid follower of uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's really awesome. I've been following him since he used to just do... Uh, wine reviews, uh, you know, yeah. 10, 15 years ago, and, and, and the people around me saying, this guy's obnoxious, how can you listen to him? And I thought he was great. The, uh, this, his content just for wine, when I was, you know, kind of exclusively selling wine, I thought was great, his approach to, uh, his unorthodox approach to describing wines and, and bringing it down into uh, more personalized terms was outstanding. Uh, he often says, I've heard him say this many times, if there's anybody else that looks like you, that is like you, that's from where you're from, that's making it happen, it's available to you too. It yeah. might not be easy, yeah. sure. Right. Like right. it should be hard. Like most things worth value mm-hmm. uh, should be difficult. They should take time. You know, it, it, it might not come uh, overnight and not to be not to be daunted by that. But, but if there's somebody else basically from your demographic uh, coming from the same place that you're, you're coming from that has pulled it off, there's hope. And I think that's, that's really powerful, too, that we all need that because we all have challenges. Uh, Absolutely. I, I would like to just add a little tweak to that, which is that it may be work and it may take time, uh, but it doesn't have to be struggle. Uh, sometimes I think we tend to get caught up in this idea that we really have to struggle for success. But when we're working on something that really has meaning to us, that really... Um, light sort of that internal passion and fire for us, we can work hard at it, 
but it doesn't feel like it's a struggle. So, so that's when you know, like you've really hit your passion. You're really following. Sure, it. there's like the the flow state where right. you're, you know, you're engaged enough that it's exciting, but you're you're not under so much pressure that that you're drowning. But you're also mm-hmm. engaged enough that you're not bored. Right. And then right. things exactly. are flowing. Yeah. No. That. I mean. I think that's that's the point we all should be striving for. Um, it's kind of like the old saying, you know, and working out like no pain, no gain. But yeah, that's not yeah. necessarily always the case. Like sometimes pain is a, is an indicator. It's like bad. Yeah, yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe like, you ouch. should turn. Yeah. And, yeah. and another really awesome reoccurring theme in martial arts is is go with the pressure instead of fighting it head on. Right. Like try to use that momentum. Be pliable, like uh, Bruce right. Lee. He was like, "Be like water." water you know, yes, yeah. You yeah, just yeah. try to be like water, it, and water is really powerful because. You know, you need it to survive. You have yes. to have it, but yes. it can also suffocate you, it like little bits you. of it. Yeah. You can drown just from drinking too much water. So right. you really have to be respectful of of those elements and 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 go with it sometimes. But then also know when to right. you got to swim through and and get to land. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, so how did you start your entrepreneurial journey? Oh, what was like your first? And the, and the reason why I ask is because even though when I first got out of college, I worked for a corporate Operations for a number of years. When I think about it, I actually started when I was a kid. When I used to uh, buy uh, new uh, sa- uh, Sunday papers off uh, Saturday nights off the truck, and we, me and a friend, would yes. go around and, and walk into the bars in the neighborhood and sell them for a, a markup. So I'm just curious. Uh, yeah, what, uh, no, I think we all kind of got started the same way, and, and yeah. I hadn't really thought about that. And, and just recently, I was watching a Gary Vee post, and he was talking uh, about that, talking about. Uh, selling candy as a kid, and it it triggered my my memory, my imagination, and yeah, I mean, I grew up around it. Um, you know, my uh, my grandfather, my mom's father, was a hustler, a hardcore hustler, and I spent a lot of time with him as a kid. And he had me; he was a master carpenter and woodsmith, and he had me running around the neighborhood selling his wares to people, just going door to door. Um, and and I definitely took that. And he owned his own business as well; he had a, a television and appliance business. And I'd spent time there. So it, it, part of it was in the DNA. Right. So you're exposed to it at a very young age. Yeah, and it wasn't, definitely. It wasn't something weird to you. No, was, not at all. Right. And uh, so probably the first thing was just being around him and having him uh, push me in that direction. And probably next was uh, selling nickel bags of weed in junior <laughs> high school. That was my next hustle. Well, see, I didn't do that until yeah, high school. <laughs> I, I got started early on that and uh, for lots of reasons. Um, but I was always excited by it. You know, it wasn't just the money. It definitely mm-hmm. wasn't the free weed. It was it was just exciting to me. And it wasn't long after that that I started working for um, privately owned businesses. And that's what I did. You know, I worked for a few large few large uh, corporations over the years but not many i was always attracted to the smaller like mom and pop shop they they just were they were so much more exciting there was so much more uh gray area and and uh you know chaos and and it's funny because for a long time i thought i was attracted to chaos i thought i just love you know like i listen to free jazz and i love you know and what someone pointed out to me recently is that i actually love order Mm. i go towards the chaos to attempt to make order out of it. Oh, uh, and, and that, that you know, that in, in my 40 plus years, that hadn't occurred to me that I really liked the order. And then I was like, you know what? My sock drawer is really, really organized. <laughs> so I, it, it's true. It is funny, like, the, the, you know, the epiphanies and how they come uh. in and when they come in. Um, so I, I, always, I always really enjoyed that. And, and if something was super structured, 
I tended, I thought I was just a rebel. I thought mm. I was, you know, just an outside thinker. But I, it's part of my, just part of my DNA that I like to make order. So when mm. something is super organized, I tend to shy away from it. Because uh, there's no way for you to organize it further, so you want to yeah, go. It's boring then. Yeah, 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 it's super boring. Like this place is a mess right now. I love it. <laughs> um, and and, and you can the, come help organize anytime <laughs> you want. My apartment first. Um, okay, but uh, you know, I, I found since I started opening my own places and participating in. What, in what was the businesses. first business you opened up? Uh, on my uh, well, where I was actually a, a partner in yeah. was a, it was a pop up wine bar in Windsor Terrace oh, okay. in uh, 2011. There's a there used to be a coffee shop. It's now a bar, which is mm-hmm. very appropriate, I think. Uh, at 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 the end of the one of the blocks where where mm-hmm. we have all of our stuff, and it was uh, it, it closed at four o'clock every day. But the great part was that they had a beer and wine license, so we could oh. operate and purchase beer and wine under their license. And there was enough gray area, enough uh. chaos in in that realm at the time that the that the city and the state, like the state liquor authority, they they were just like, if you order through there, sure. It was almost like you're uh. a catering service of, in a sense within because the liquor licenses are per premise. So they, they were closing at 4 o'clock, and they had this really long bar that they used to s- serve their espresso over. Right, like the espresso right. machine was uh-huh. there. Uh, and, and we just struck a deal with them where we came in in the evening. We had to create a, a separate LLC. We kept the money totally separate. Yeah. Uh, but the Times did a, bit, a big article on it, uh, which is still up. You can still see it. And, and, and uh, what got you attracted to that particular kind of business? Well, because we didn't have enough money to ah. to really invest so and do the whole thing. So, so it, was, it was a relatively inexpensive business to yeah, get into. We got started. We got started pretty cheap, and it was our way of testing the waters, mm. doing kind of like a market test. You know, we right, we'd had right. the the wine store for a number of years already, and it participated in other culinary endeavors in the area so we kind of knew what people wanted and and Mm -hmm. how things would go but it's always great to just you know to it's like uh, right. if you're doing a newsletter, you want to send that test email first. Right. You just see, right. you just feel it, you know. And right. So it wasn't like a high risk thing. It was a way no. to like get started, dip your toe in the water, um, but not you know lose your shirt if things didn't exactly. go well. And that's I think an important lesson for entrepreneurs because I know I've made the mistake in the past and it cost me dearly. Where I went into a new industry, went whole hog, and I was like, look, it doesn't matter if it's. A uh, hundred thousand or a million—it's it, just a number. It, it's still all the same principles, same things apply. However, it's much greater risk, and when things go south, which they can go south, um, it's it's a much bigger loss. And so, it, I think it's a much wiser approach to say, "Well, let me dip my toe in the water. Let me try. Let me, you know, just see what it's like." And then, you know, you learn some lessons. So that before you really go in into a deep way into a business, you, you, you've you gotten some idea, some traction. Yeah. If the opportunity is available, you should certainly do it. Um, and, and even since then, we've made the mistake. Like I've lost sure. businesses since <laughs> same, you know, yeah. food-based businesses in the same neighborhood still. Oh, yeah. That wasn't know, even it, my first business. That was, yeah, just, that was the business prior to this one. <laughs> but I had had a string of what I would call successful businesses because they were all successful exits. I didn't lose yeah. my money yeah. on any of them. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily sell them for millions of dollars, right. but I exited successfully. But then I got cocky and I paid the price for and it. That's dearly. exactly what happened. 
to, mm. to me too. You get, yeah. you get confident, you get, you get some great feedback. Um, yeah. and, and it was a great lesson in, in being super careful and, and mindful about the whole process and never getting too overconfident. You always have to practice humility, no matter, right. no matter how much you scale, we're all still human and it's a human business, especially when you're dealing with uh, food and beverage and service. Yeah. And, but it's also depending on what's going on in the economy as well. There's so many factors. And, and so, so many factors. yeah, there's so many things that are just beyond our control and beyond our specialty that can affect us. I mean, like you, you've done a lot in the hospitality industry, you know, in very neighborhood kinds of things zoning can affect you the the local economy development i mean all and and i mean affect you it doesn't necessarily mean negative it could be right. positive too right absolutely so there are a lot of things that you have absolutely no control over that all of a sudden may turn around and either be a big boon for you or a big bust for you yes um unless you sort of learn to be aware and pay attention to it and be able to kind of pivot when you need to pivot yeah. That's that's key. And, and you know, you learn as you go. Like I said, we we made some mistakes even after testing the waters and having a successful run sure. uh, with our with our pop up and just seeing what the uh, you know, what which way the wind was blowing. But you, you learn as you go. And, and the other key, I think, is to not harp on your mistakes. Yeah. Uh, as long as you don't lose your shirt, if you're still in the game. Right. I love uh, right. Simon Sinek's. Uh, are you familiar with Simon yeah, Sinek? Yeah, yeah he Simon. talks about the infinite game. Once I learned about that, I was like, yeah, that's I think I missed that that's one, what I do. The, the infinite, infinite game. game. It's like there's the finite game and the infinite oh, game. The oh, finite yeah, game yeah, is yeah, like yeah. you're like I'm in it to make money to do this business and that's it. Like I'm not thinking long term. The infinite game is basically the business cycle has been going mm. since mankind could communicate yes, with yes. each other. It's always happening. You're either a part of it uh, or you're not. You're either within the it's right. like the, uh, you know, the 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 dryers and the laundry mat you can right. see in them the motor is always <laughs> spinning, spinning that 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 barrel at the same speed but the clothes jostle all around you know they yeah, they flip yeah. and flop all around and uh and that's kind of what i feel like it's like you you're here one minute you're there the next minute you're going fast you're going slow you know you're kind of wet you're kind of dry yeah. but that 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 wheel is always turning and as long as you keep yourself within the wheel if you don't lose everything right. and you can keep yourself in, sure, your businesses will morph and grow. You're doing this, you're doing that. I mean, it's been so fast paced for me over the last 10 years. It's hard to remember everything I did because these right. new, like if yes. you just told me four months ago that I'd be doing a radio show, I'd laugh in your face. <laughs> like, yeah, mm-hmm. Yes, and, I know that feeling I, yeah. very well. And uh, let's take a quick break. Sure. Um, and when we come back, let's talk about maybe some of the lessons that you think are important that you've learned along the way, okay? Sounds great. You're listening to The Entrepreneurial Web with Jeremiah Fox, and we'll be right back. You're listening to The Talking Alternative Network. listening to the talking alternative network are you stuck in a rut negative thoughts feelings and conversations got you down hi i'm noreen sumter the potentiator tune in every tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m eastern time and listen for new ideas on my show beyond potential live life your way on talkradio.nyc are you a conscious co-creator 
Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. And we're back with jeremiah fox we're back in the entrepreneurial web why is it a web well it's uh i, I love the idea of having something tangible in uh. in the identity um but the web to me signifies many things uh connectivity uh and networking mm. which you need networking you have to you yes. have to you can't do this alone yeah uh, but the connections you make along the way can be remarkable and, right. and really grow uh, into, into something amazing. And that's, that's happened to me time and time again. So the connectivity, and then also just the idea of you, you kind of getting caught in it, you know, you don't, <laughs> you don't realize what's going on. And all of a sudden, I, somebody said something to me when we did the, when we did the pop-up, uh, years ago, oh, okay. uh, in, in 2011, this guy came into the wine store and we started talking about it. We had some signage and everything. And he's like, I literally was the first time this was ever introduced to me. He was like, Oh, you're quite the entrepreneur, huh? And I was like, what? What does that mean? Yeah. Like me? Like no, nah, man. I'm just like I'm just a guy, you know, right. just like nuts and bolts. I like to roll my sleeves up and get my hands dirty. Um, I don't know what you're talking about, you know. Mm. Uh, and that it, you just kind of realize one day, whoa, I'm in this. This is right. this is what I'm doing, you know. But it can also, <laughs> right. and you were you were talking about going over some lessons. It can also, you know feel like demise and the yeah, spider web like yeah. you, everybody kind of gets freaked out you know when you walk into a spider web you feel trapped and right. it's, there's that too you can you can totally have that feeling and it can be overwhelming right and you also never know where you end up on the web yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know it's kind of something you just said before which was like you know four months ago you never imagined you'd be doing this and and i've said things like that so many times like two three years ago i never thought i'd be doing this five years ago ten years ago i'd know clue I'd be doing what I'm doing today and, and it's kind of I guess I had sort of the same path in that I started off as a computer consultant and it's not that I thought of myself as an entrepreneur I just didn't want to work for other people I wanted oh, to work yeah, for myself absolutely that was the that was the key from the beginning like uh, bosses like who wants a boss man yeah, I want to exactly. I want to an office surf. politics? Oh, oh God, please! About I it. could not stand office nah, politics. I'm a peacock. I gotta fly. Yeah. You know, I gotta get out of here. That yeah, that was the same for me. It was a big motivator. So, so what would you say is like one of the biggest lessons oh, that you've man. learned over the years? Again, going how back, many, how many years have you been doing this entrepreneur stuff now? Well, I don't know. I started selling weed in uh, <laughs> eighth grade. Um, you know, I I was offered my first partnership in a restaurant when I was like 21 or 22. Wow. Uh, so I'd been running businesses. I started, I was managing businesses um, and, you know, at 17. Mm. Uh, so it, when I was 17 years old, 
I was I was a general manager for a, a large company. Wow. I, I moved to Virginia uh, for like my middle school and high school years. So mm-hmm. That's why I was living in like Norfolk and Virginia Beach, Virginia, which is oh my brother's in Virginia. Oh Beach. yeah, so you know yeah. it's pretty populated. Area. There's a lot of people. There's like yeah. two million people like in the, the metro area. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot going on, a lot of commerce. Yeah. Um, and I'd been working for a guy who was from up here who opened a chain of uh, Italian places. He's still in business. Is, is still in business. He's one of my mentors. I still mm-hmm. talk to him all the time. Great friend, uh, Tony Di Silvestro is company's called why not italian it's tony spelled backwards oh, why not the dude's clever man he's cool. he's brilliant he's really amazing um if he he comes to new york a lot if i can i'm gonna get him on the show oh, definitely get him like, on the show the guy will blow your mind he's yeah, amazing yeah. um so he he was opening places left and right and i mean i was 17 he was probably 25 he was just a ghost he's been at it wow. this whole time and so at that point i was uh running a couple places for him but I also, I was a musician already. I was already in a working band. What do you play? Uh, drums is my main instrument. Okay. I have two, two degrees, two music performance degrees. I've got a, a bachelor and a master's in percussion performance. Ooh. Which, boy, let me tell you, that, that lands you <laughs> a lot of jobs in restaurants. Yeah. Um, that, that's how I got so good at the restaurant industry. Uh, I'm a good drummer, too, but I think I'm better <laughs> at, at the restaurant industry now just because drummer's got to eat yeah absolutely. Um, you know so uh anyways i i'd gotten hired by this this like roots reggae band I mean, this is like the early 90s and mm. um they were all older you know the lead singer was my dad's age all the other guys oh, were wow. guys that had gone to the same high school as me but they were graduated and had like day jobs mm-hmm. and i basically just took over managing the band so I'm oh. 17 years old. I'm managing a oh. reggae band. We were gigging a lot too. We were mm-hmm. playing out and a restaurant at the same time. So I was getting home, you know, from from work at two or three in the morning, uh, mm-hmm. and and you know the bell rang at school at like 7:30 or something like that. Yeah. So I I my my school year ended early. <laughs> let's say that I left school. I actually dropped out of two high schools, really? two different ones. And uh, when I was 20, I got my GED, oh. sat for the SATs, cold off the street, and got oh. into a four-year university later wow. that year. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, remarkable. I remember years ago there was a statistic I used to quote it all the time that something that like 70 percent. And I'm sure it's not true anymore. You got updated. But it was like at one time, 70% of all the millionaires, self-made millionaires in the United States did not even have a high school diploma. Yeah, I believe it. And and so, you know, it was one of those things that you hear. Now, again, it's not that I don't believe in education. I absolutely right. do. Right. But I just think it goes to show sort of the mentality that that, you know, people who are really successful entrepreneurs and business people, they tend to be people who buck the system, who don't mm-hmm. just follow the typical path. And so, you know, I, I think sometimes when people are have that kind of mentality, uh, if they're working for other people, it's usually not a very good fit. Yeah. And, and that's like sort of one of those keys, like, you know, you're an entrepreneur if <laughs> dot, 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 you know, you, you can't stand the system. <laughs> right. And, and I, I think it's important that there be other avenues for people that way. I mean, fortunately, yeah. in New York City, there's a lot of different types of schools yeah. that that will cater to, you know, that will help you grow if that's your, yeah. if that's your vibe. And nowadays, though, like everything is online. There is so much education for yeah. free or low cost online that you can literally learn just about anything yeah. without attending a school. So, uh, and... and um, 
uh, one of my uh, uh, people that I love to follow, uh, Seth Godin, you know, he talks mm-hmm. all the time about how, you know, uh, universities are becoming obsolete. They are, big time. And so, you know, if... If you have a passion for something and, and you say, well, yeah, but I don't know anything about programming or I don't know anything about building a business, look around. There are plenty of places for you to go and find out and learn about stuff, at least to begin with. Right. And especially if it's something like that where you don't, it's not so hands on. Like if you want to learn cooking, you should, right. you know, I'm not saying to go to culinary school, but you should at least work in a restaurant. Right. And, and do it hands on. Or if you want to, you know, train martial arts, don't watch a bunch of yeah. YouTube videos <laughs> and think you're going to walk into a, a yeah, school. Yeah, especially something very physical yeah, like that. Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. But, but especially for, and, and it's growing, you know, the number of jobs and the number yes. of people that are going towards the more tech driven uh, jobs and and careers yeah. is growing and growing. Sure, that it should be utilized. Absolutely. Well, what would you say has been like one of your biggest challenges in your entrepreneurial path? Getting to know people, getting to understand oh. people, because it's all about them. You know, yeah. sure, you have to have your thing, you have to have your background, you right. have to have your passion, and if if you're really doing it right, you're you know, I've only ever worked in things that were my passion. It was just oh, good, me too. It, yeah. For me, it was there was just not a choice, or even a, I would say it's always my passion, but it was always a, an interest. At the very least, it it's was an all, interest. For me, it's just been my passion. Yeah, like okay, I, cool. I, you know, it's been it's been hard. It's been tough to etch it out. Um, and and it points. I hated my passion. <laughs> <laughs> when I called my dad to tell him I was going to open Della, he said, "I just want to remind you how many times you told me you would never, <laughs> ever own your own restaurant." And I was like, "Yeah, I know, but here we are." Yeah. So it, it's a double-edged sword. You know but what they always say about why the restaurant business is such a bad business to get into? No, is that because everyone gets hungry at the same time? Yeah, it's <laughs> tough. Well, that's so. That's the thing. Like really getting to understand people and know them, it, and it has to be appropriate per format. So you were asking me right. about, you know, some of the lessons that were mm-hmm. learned. Again, it goes back to humility mm-hmm. and, and always being able to take a step back and mm-hmm. reevaluate yourself and what you're doing. So as I was saying, you have to have the thing that you're good at. You know, right. you don't want to get into something and try to be competitive in a market that you, you're just not good at. That, right. That'll that'll suck really quick. Yeah. But, uh, you know, have a good product. That's like, that should be a given. Make sure it's something you could talk about at length and live and breathe and not get tired of. But then you really have to get to know people and you have to get to know them as appropriate to your particular format and setup. Mm. So we had a successful retail business, still do, in, right. in our neighborhood. Went great. Got a lot of awesome feedback from people about what they would like to see. Yeah. What, would, what would round out this this commercial community and you can't just take that at face value and be like, okay, oh, you want that? Yeah, we'll open that and do it. Even though yeah. you're, you're an authority in it, it, it was a different, it, like going from retail to service is totally different. Right. Even with the same people, they're right. seeing the same people, but right. their expectations are completely different yeah. of you and for your business. And you really have to listen deep, not just, yeah. not just yeah. to the surface level, really get to know what people are saying. Right. And, and if you can, again, do, do some market research, do some test runs yeah, ahead of time. Not necessarily, it doesn't have to always be a pop-up, but however you can, right. you can get that information, talk to other people that have this similar type of business that you want to open close by, become yeah. friends with them. Yeah, what, right. You know, worst thing they can do is say, no, I'm not giving you any information, yeah, but yeah. it goes back to that connectivity. Right. And, and if you can build symbiotic relationships. Exactly. And it's, I think sometimes people forget that it's like 
don't just go asking for something, offer something. Absolutely. That people are much more willing to talk to you and share everything they know if you come with an attitude mm -hmm. of, hey, can I help you? Can I support you? Hey, like if you, you know, let me like hang out, I'll clean dishes for you or I'll take out the garbage for you or whatever. Let me, let me contribute something. And, and I would love to also learn from you in the process that usually most of the time, most people are pretty reasonable and, and yeah, as long as they feel like you're just not there to take from them. Right. So it's, it's really, like you said, that symbiotic relationship of a give and take. And, and sometimes I see people like they forget that is the give part to the give and take. Yeah. And people are really used to instant gratification now. Yeah. I mean, everybody's got Amazon prime and if, if yeah. it doesn't come like that right day, away, you're like, yeah. what, <laughs> what? No, it should be here now. And, and it carries over into people's expectations for so many things like business. And yes. you have to remember it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Yeah. And if you're really in like the infinite game, if you really yeah. want to do this, you know, you, you have to be humble. You have to, you have to give freely yeah. sometimes for a while, yeah. you know, you, I mean, you have to cover your bases. You got to be able to, you know, pay your rent course, and eat and course. take care of, you know, continue your lifestyle. But, but it, it can't be a greedy process. Uh, you know, some people have been successful with that, but I think, uh, that's happening less and less. And it's it just more destructive behavior. If you really yeah. want to see something grow and make it sustainable, make it long lasting, uh, which is what I hope most people are looking for, then, then you have to be a giver. You right. definitely have to be a giver right. up front. So speaking of giving, when we come back from the commercial break, why don't we talk about the sort of what your purpose and what you're looking to do with your show? Yeah. And how this Love is to. giving to this people. This is definitely giving. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. All right. So you're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web on talkradio.nyc, which now airs every Friday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. And we'll be right back with Jeremiah Fox right after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Right, we're back with the Entrepreneurial Web and Jeremiah Fox. Yeah. So, Jeremiah, we were just talking before about the importance of giving. 
And uh, really, that's uh, to me, that's the way I view the station and I, I view everybody's show on the network is it's an act of giving. It's, it's we're giving information, interviews, uh, you know, great experiences to people. What is it that you're, in, what's your intention behind this show? And what are you hoping that, that the show will fulfill for people in the future? So the, the irony and serendipity kind of of this this happening is, uh, you know, where, where I live in Windsor Terrace in Brooklyn, uh, it's a very neighborhoody, mm. old school kind of place where almost all the businesses are owned locally. So oh, that's great. we all, you know, all the business owners live near each other. Sometimes we're neighbors. That's wonderful. And uh, just for a long time, it's we bounce things off of each other. And, mm. and as one becomes successful and, and, and just, you know, d- develops and acquires more experience, people come to you often and just ask like, Hey, what about this? Sometimes it's like, I want to start a brand new business or I want to do this thing. Can you give me some advice? Or maybe it's a guy that's already in business. That's like, man, I'm thinking about adding this other component. Can I just get your feedback on it? Mm. So this was already happening pretty regularly for me Mm -hmm. starting to happen a lot. And and some of it turned into full fledged consultation where, Mm. you know, I, I would help. uh, There was a time where, and it still happens occasionally, but now I've been so busy with my own projects, but consulted for new wine stores or a wine store that was bought by somebody and they wanted to revamp it and they Uh, liked our approach to doing things. So they bring us in. Uh, I've also done the same for uh, bars where they wanted to add like clever cocktails to their menu. I've got a a little knack for that or whether it was a, there's a lot of local spirits producers, which Mm -hmm. some of them will definitely be on the show and talk about what that, that whole industry is like and how to, how to get it off the ground. Um, doing consultation for their brand. Like how Mm -hmm. can I pitch this to bars or, or wine stores? So sometimes it was for money, but often it was just, giving advice because I love to talk about it. I love, I love to see success, especially if you're going after your own thing. If you're not going to be at the mercy of somebody else, you really like have a vision because I'm, I'm very empathetic to that process. I know I, right. I live it. You know, I know what it feels like. I know how how alienating it can be and how empty it can leave you feeling at times. Right. And and I love to see when people go after it and they chase after that success and, and just throw caution to the wind and ask for help. Right. You know, that's really right. important. You you cannot do it alone. This right. idea that you you'll you'll you're going to be the one man show. Maybe right. maybe there's like an app you know, app developer that can do that, maybe the tech people, but like if you're making something right, or you're offering right. a service, man, you got to have backup. You got to have people. Absolutely. And, and so it was just this thing that, that kept happening and it gave me a lot of joy. Uh, mm. you know, it reaffirmed my own suspicions on what I think I know. Right. <laughs> you know, sometimes you, you think, you know, something and you're not quite sure. And then some things just happen and people ask for your advice and they're like, man, that worked. That was great. Yeah. Like, I love it. Or you see the success and you're saying, yeah. okay, yeah. <laughs> like that, right, that didn't right. blow up in everybody's face. Um, <laughs> but, but really just getting that joy and seeing the smiles on people's faces, you know, from something that I participated in or, or, or helped get off the ground. And so the show is a great way to do that for me. I just love to talk too. <laughs> I could talk at length. Uh, it, it, it really like to talk about things that I, that I'm interested in. Um, and just to remind Pete, <clears throat> excuse me, just to remind people, we met because you were on Jeff Goodman's show, Rediscovering New York, when he did his show about Windsor Terrace, and you were sort of the local uh, businessman. The, the local giver. The local <laughs> giver. So yeah. um, you kind of came in, and that was your sort of first experience here. Yeah, and, and that, that really 
unveiled something to me about myself, yeah. you know, and, and I'd been discussing uh, this because, again, people like Gary Vaynerchuk recommend this, Tony Robbins, right. so on and so forth, right. uh, you know, to, to have that approach. And I had been talking to a few friends about building a podcast, you know, doing it on yeah, our right, own because right. we have some gear. And, and it just was like so serendipitous how I, I was invited to this show yeah. and then the conversation <laughs> struck up and next thing I know, here I am, yeah. uh, which is really amazing. And that, you know, thanks to you and, and Jeff and, and our uh, mutual friend, uh, Lauren, was given to me. Yeah. It just happened. And so my intention is to completely pass that on and fuel the fire for people out there who who are considering this like should I do this is this you know is it safe is it you know what's going to happen so to talk about kind of what to expect whether you're you know the the intention is to have local spirits producers Mm -hmm. on and talk about what you can expect like these guys are at it they're doing it you know and and so so the show is going to be more than just you talking about your own uh, personal entrepreneurial experience you're going to be bringing on other entrepreneurs and other business owners to talk about you know i really just wanted to talk about myself but the advice was (laughs) dude you gotta really spread it around yeah yeah no it definitely every week will be will be a different guest from respective their respective field and Mm. a lot of it will you know will be things that i've been involved in so Uh, you know, people in the food industry, whether they they've opened their own restaurants or stores or whatever, but also local food producers. Uh, I've got a number of friends uh, and connections that are making their they made their own brand. And it's really interesting what's happening with that. You know, we talked about the idea that pop up, you know, if you're a restaurant, you unless you're like one of these delivery places, you could be up on the ninth floor of some building just with a commercial kitchen kicking stuff out. You don't have to have an actual restaurant, but the Department of Health is still going to come and inspect you, but yeah. there's no like physical restaurant. But with um, with food producers, especially local food producers, there's these co-op kitchens, and you just rent space. It's almost oh, like a like a music okay. studio. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. come in. It as well. The space is is inspected by the Department of Agriculture or the Department of Health or both, depending right. on on what's actually happening there. And as long as you're a behind, you know, a, a, a working under all those guidelines, you can come in and you can make your thing and then you brand it right. and you run out. The same thing happens with wine, uh, like on the North Fork. And even there's some people that are doing it here where there's just these mega wine facilities. You uh, buy the grapes, you come in, you you right. know, depending on how much you want to participate in its production, there, there's different. So, so you're like levels. renting a piece of the facility as yeah. opposed to like creating your own facility. Exactly. Which is a very cost effective way of very. sort of <laughs> getting started in a very sort of modern way. Wait till you hear from the local distillers oh, what it yeah, costs and wait. what it takes. So, you know, to kind of detail that process, if you if you're listening and you think, man, I love bourbon. I've, mm. I've been in restaurants. I've done all this. I want to I'd love to have my own brand. You'll get to listen and, and kind of get a tutorial one on one for free. We're giving Wonderful. we're giving this information because we're, <laughs> we're caring souls. We're empathetic people. Uh, so you can get a, a little heads up. Right. <laughs> Prepare yourself like you don't unless you just if you're if you're bankrolled, it'll be easier. Right. right? Most of us are. <laughs> most uh, are. I think most of our listeners would probably not be bankrolled. But yeah. um, so so you get an idea whether, you know, it's it's opening your own food establishment, right. creating your own brand, your own label that's something right. tangible or uh and or, branding or is very and, and branding's a very universal kind of 
yep. thing to learn about because it doesn't matter whether you're branding a bottle of wine or branding yourself as a speaker. Exactly. A lot of those principles apply regardless yes. of the particular endeavor that you're going through. So I want it, I want the show to be educational. I want there to be that sense of giving and, and understanding. Um, I want it to be entertaining. Um, you know, we'll start cursing here soon. And, uh, and well, yeah, but if you come in with a drum set, I don't know. I'm going to have to that, uh, that would be overkill. put my foot down. Yeah. Be, I think the theme music is enough. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I want it to be entertaining as well. I want people to, to smile and laugh. Uh, and, and just walk away with a sense of, if anybody if anybody else can do it these guys have done it i can do it too right. maybe i should go after this you should be happy you yeah. should pursue happiness there's never been a better time like in western culture right. to pursue your own thing and Absolutely. be happy and live off of it yeah. man you should go get it i mean the corporations are doing enough damage you know yeah. we don't need to <laughs> they get enough you know uh right. do your own thing man and right. and really be happy and and stoke your soul you know like I, 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 when I lived in Virginia, I did a lot of surfing and I was around ah. these like soul surfer guys. And I, and that always just, it's like, that's nice. even though I live in the city now and have for a long time, yeah, I'm very yeah. urban. I can still surf in the Rockaways, but I just don't yeah. have time. But, yeah. but that mentality of just like, man, just get that wave and be stoked and just like, let that rain in your day. Uh, like, you know, shit's going to happen. Things are going to get bad, but like, you got to remember like, but I did that thing, man. And it was yeah. so, awesome. So what were some of the like, maybe mistakes that you made that you really learned a lot from that you were like after that it was like i learned my lesson i'm never <laughs> yeah. making that mistake again uh try to have some good middle management in place especially if you're uh, branching out if you got one business uh-huh. you can you could pull it off on your own it has to close at some point you'll right. get to go home and sleep and see your family and eat right. But if you are branching out and you have multiple locations of the same business or multiple businesses in different locations, you really have to. There's two. There's two mentalities. Have you ever read uh, the E Myth? Yes. So yes. he. Ta- I, I'm only halfway through it, but in the first uh, half, he talks about, you know, yeah. the di- difference between being working in your business and working on your yes, business. Yes. Yes. So. And, and there's two approaches to that. So you, he, at one point, he's talking about like the franchise model. And I, I just right. like something like McDonald's came to mind where right. you're just hiring the most unskilled labor possible. Right. It's all about right. your system. Or if you're doing more boutique kind of places, like what I've done, very intimate places, it's, it's kind of got to be the opposite. You have right. to. I've, I've found for me it's been better to run with fewer, more skilled people right. that I take very good care of. Right. And, and create lasting relationships with. Right. But having those people in place is key because if you don't have them and you th- right. try to go the other way and you just hire unskilled people and you think, I'm just going to teach them and yeah, it's going to yeah. be great. They're yeah. going to, you know, yeah. like the coffee industry. And, I had a coffee shop for a couple oh, of years yeah? and that was rough, man. Oh. That was really rough because I was trying to do high-end espresso. I'm an ah. espresso fanatic. I like five, okay. six shots a day. Jeez. And to not just like hit the button and turn the machine on and turn your back. Like to me, coffee is <laughs> especially espresso. It's a dance. It's you know, it's alive. Yeah. It's a living thing. And it's changing constantly. If you got to find people that have that passion too, mm. not just bring kids in off the street and be like, hey, right. you want to learn? You want to like these days, kids are just like, I just want a job. They don't yeah. care. I, I find there's a big difference in the, the passion uh, uh, category yeah, these days. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they'll figure it out. You know, um, right. I, I can't expect everybody to be like well, me. I'm a, I'm a teetotaler, not a coffee drinker. So you'll have to educate me. On you don't the, drink coffee? Not at, at all. all? At Remember, all. What's in I that just, cup? What do you got? Tea? Chai. 
Chai. Chai. Okay. Uh, I just, I never liked the flavor of coffee from the time I was mm. a kid. Like, my mom used to drink coffee all the You're time. You're supposed to drink it as a kid. Yeah, but <laughs> it would just, like, turn me off. So yeah. All right, listen, it's time for us to take the last break for time this for some, show. Time for some coffee. Yeah. <laughs> and so we'll be right back, and we'll wrap it all up for you. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. So, Jeremiah, yeah. what would you say, I mean, we, you just talked a lot before about passion, about, you know, the need to have passion and being passionate. What is it about, like, like you're very much into the, the food hospitality industry. What is it about serving people? I mean, because that's really what that industry is all about, isn't it? Yeah, it's all about serving people. What is it about serving people that is so, you have such a passion for? I learned at an early age, and it, I started in the kitchen. I started by cooking young, too. Yeah. Um, I, I was taught to cook by my great aunt when I was probably 11 or 12 years old. Um, and sorry, mom, I got to throw you under the bus. My mom was not a good cook. I, my, <laughs> Neither was mine. My parents, my parents split up when I was pretty young and I lived uh, with my mom. And I just remember thinking, it, it, it's got to be better than this. Like, <laughs> this can't be all there is. And, and my, her aunt, who used to watch me from time to time when I was like 10 or 11 years old, she's like, boy, you want to learn to cook? Okay, I'll teach you to cook. She like... Show me how to like fry an egg and make a grilled cheese and and fry up bacon and that was it, man. I just uh, I would come home from school and I'd be left to my own devices and I would just cook, man. <laughs> I would I would do these like triple decker grilled cheese with bacon Whoa. and bologna and egg and just like eat and be like that was phenomenal, yeah. you know, like just crash out and it, it was a rush for me. And then I learned early on that if I made something like that for somebody else they would have that same experience, you know, they would just mm. be like, wow, that was so amazing. And just to see that, that joy and that pleasure. 
And that continued up until I was about 16, where if we, you know, as kids, we'd throw these big house parties, like somebody's parents would be out of town. We'd all like crash there. And the next morning we'd make up and I would just like fire up the burners, man. Mm. You know, I'd either make pancakes or whatever. And just to like make a room full of people like mm. happy, like high almost, you know I mean? There's, yeah, I'm yeah, very yeah. fascinated with, um, what are they? The, uh, there's like neurotransmitters in the tongue that connect to the oh, brain, oh, like uh, okay. the, yeah, the, the concept of umami, you know, um, you never, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. like a whole show itself. But well, I did want to ask you, because you talked a little bit before about the fact that you do do martial arts. Yeah. And I'm just curious, how has your training in martial arts sort of affected you on the business side? So I, I study jujitsu, which is, is ah. a very serious martial art. Yeah. Um, it's got a belt system. It requires a lot of commitment. Mm. It, like there's this notion of black belt and beyond. So it, it's not about just getting your belt. It's not about just getting your black belt. Hey, I got right. my black belt. I can kick everybody's ass now. No, it's like it's a mental state and it's about ah. it's about giving. It's about giving up a lot of things. It's about mm. letting go of so much baggage so that you can take on this information and let it work for you. And mm -hmm. the idea of not fighting everything head on, mm -hmm. if you're experiencing pushback, right. there's probably opportunity there. Ah. Go with it just to really get in that flow state. So it, it really helped me break down all my own mental blocks I so see. that I could serve people better. So I could be better at what I did. It's about a removal of ego, and it's mm. very hard to serve people if your own ego yeah. is at your forefront. Yeah. You know, like if that's how you operate, you better have a damn good product. Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. you got to have a really good product because uh, people people just don't people aren't interested in that as much yeah. as as uh, as empathy. You know, I'm curious when you hire somebody to be a waiter or a waitress or a server, how can you tell like if they're going to be a good uh, uh, serving staff in, at one of your places? You know, intuition is is a serious thing. It's okay. really strong. You know, sometimes you're not correct, but um, I, I just go by go my by gut. gut feeling. And, you know, it's I'm not always right. It's funny, the ones that are real red flags, sometimes they give you no read at all. Ah. And that's something I'm starting to pay more attention to. Like the ones that I know are going to be good, you right. know it. You're like, man, this guy... They're at least not going to do you wrong. They're going right. to come in for however long they're there. You know, yeah. restaurant and, and retail, you're used to quick turnover. So right. the, my expectation is never, this guy's going to be with me, you know, for 10 years. Right. I, there's like the two-year cycle. <laughs> and oh, I yes, was in it myself, it man. Years? I, I, it's changing now, but uh, I was definitely in it where you get that two-year itch. And I'm like, uh, nothing even happened. I've been here for two years, man. It's time to go somewhere <laughs> else. You know, like, I don't know why. And it's still, I still get it from time to time. Uh, from time to time with people but um but at least you know like while this person's here they're probably going to do an all right job the red flags are real and you have to pay attention to them so that i was saying earlier like listen to people not just what they're saying like there's there's interaction and as humans we have intuition and it serviced us very well over time like intuition has been our number one guiding forces and mm. you know like fire's hot something just tells me not to stick my hand in there yeah. you know that same guiding <laughs> principle and you can't get so you know overwhelmed with your with your own ego and with your own stresses and what the anxiety of life and what's going on and right. and, and turn that off because it's it's right. happening we're uh -huh. still human and and uh you know so far that's that's been my guiding principle and cool and i go by cool that. um 
Oh, I just had a question that flew out. Um, Who does my hair? It's yeah. My daughter's. <laughs> I know. It's something to look at. No, no, no. It, it was more along the lines of, of about the um, uh, uh, wait staff. So, like, yeah. when, when you hire somebody new, is, is there some, like, key principle or, like, basic idea that you want to make sure that everyone you bring on board gets or understands the, the biggest thing like when you're talking about service whether it's retail mm-hmm. sales or or uh, full service industry is mm-hmm. they have to be a good communicator ah. and they have to be able to put the the, the customer first in terms of right. we're there to make sure they have a good experience right oh that was the question is uh, the customer always right hell no <laughs> <laughs> this ain't burger king you don't get it your way no yeah. no you i was just gonna say like there there have to be you know barriers right um, boundaries yeah boundaries and barriers and and guidelines um no it there everybody's got to give Let's yeah. be let's be upfront. Like yeah. if you're especially if you're going into a privately owned business, the the chances are they're giving their everything. They're yeah, giving it absolutely. their everything. Sure, you're giving your money, but you also have to give some patience and understanding. Yeah. And everybody has bad days and moods. And yeah. you know, you get you get a customer at a bad time, man, and they do they say things in that situation yeah. where like they would never <laughs> say that and then you're like, That's not me, but you you know, they they did it and it happens and yeah, you, you just have to be very diplomatic, you know, mm. and, and figure out a way. I mean, my goal is always to make sure people leave happy, no matter what goes down. Mm. It's a chaotic environment, yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, a pipe could burst in the wall and start spitting water on your customers. <laughs> and it's not even your pipe, you know. It got nothing to do with your business. Somehow you have to make that person happy, happy yeah. by the time they leave. You have to make a gesture. You have to do something. It doesn't have to be free food. You don't have to, yeah. like, make their steak the way that they set it, you know, whatever. Right, but yeah. but you have to... You have to make some sort of gesture and, and be human. And yeah. it's about negotiating. It's, it's like, it's democracy. It's yeah. like real free market democracy. Yeah. And that's one of the other things that I love about business ah. is that, you know, there's like the democracy that's on the news. Like that's not real that's democracy. Not democracy. There's like the free market that's on the news. That's not yeah. a real free market. When you're, when there's cash in hand mm-hmm. and, and, product and and productivity mm-hmm. and inter- human interaction yeah, that's yeah. real and i love to see that play out and i love to see people come together yeah, and just yeah. work it out because we all come to the table with our own expectations right and and our own set of needs right you know i need you as a customer because right. i want to live this certain type of life and i need to make a certain amount of money for that you're coming to me with hunger or thirst or or the need to get fit or whatever it is and you got cash in hand and we both have pretty major expectations right but we have to negotiate that because it doesn't always play out that way and i love to see that negotiation happen do you ever get tired of the entrepreneurial lifestyle man i don't you don't i don't i uh you know people always people often ask me about my energy and when i posted when i started to you know post on social media about doing the show Ah. one of the first comments was like Please tell me you're going to do a how-to on managing your energy because I don't know <laughs> how you do it all. And it's funny because uh, this is like another thing on my plate and it's time consuming and it's yeah. work, but I haven't been this pumped up in a long oh, time, man. I'm nice. like super, super excited. So 
each new thing really gives me, and, and I've been told, I don't know, to me it feels normal. I've been told yeah. I have a lot of energy. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, to me, I'm like, I'm just a... This yeah, is, but you're also fit and you're in shape and you practice martial arts. So and I drink a lot of espresso. <laughs> you drink a lot of espresso. So I'm, I'm, I wonder if I test your blood for, for caffeine. If like you cut me open, it's going to be brown. It's going to be, be brown, be coffee, red, right? no blood. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, listen, Jeremiah, it, it's a pleasure to have you here uh, as part of the station. Welcome to, to talkradio.nyc I, I have great expectations for you I'm really looking forward to your shows yo this is awesome that was an hour that felt like that, that was that yeah, felt um, like just don't a, sound. we got two minutes left two okay so it was 98 minutes uh, not 98 uh, no 55 yeah. That went um, fast. That was so much fun. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. It's like, you know, it's so funny how people come to me all the time and say, well, can I just do a show for half an hour? And I always no, tell I them. the same thing. And I was like, like an hour? I could say yes, but you're going to be back in like a month telling me you need an hour. Yeah. And even now I have people do show in an hour and they are like, I need not. I need more time. I might need two hours. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're gonna have to. We're start gonna do like then. the Joe Rogan things. He uh, does like these three hour podcasts uh, sometimes, and like yeah. it'll pop up, and I'm like, I don't have time to. But the guy's great, whoever it is. I'm like, uh, man, I should listen to this yeah. for three hours. No. How do you do that? Um, oh, what do you got coming up for our listeners so next week? So for my first show as the host, I've got my dear friend, neighbor. And former chairman of the board at the Windsor Terrace Food Co-op, Jack O'Connell. Oh. This guy's a treat. He's a native New Yorker. Oh, yeah. He's great. in his 70s. He's a gas. He's got great jokes. But he's really, talk about a life of service. He, he's, his whole career was in nonprofit for children oh. and hospitals. Um, and then in his retirement, he decided to open a food co-op. And he thought it was going to be easy. So <laughs> we're going to... It's laughable. And it's going to be great. Speaking of nonprofits, I just want to remind the listeners to stay tuned after this show. Coming up next, Tony Martinetti is actually live in studio today. Well, his interviews aren't live, but he's live in studio for Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio starting at 1 o'clock uh, Eastern Time right after the show. Jeremiah, welcome. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. This was, this was fantastic. All I'm really right. looking forward to it. Awesome. Awesome. And thank you, uh, everybody, for listening, whether you're listening live or on the podcast. And uh, please come back next week and listen to the Entrepreneurial Web every Friday, 12 noon Eastern Time to 1 p.m. right here on Talk Radio NYC. Thank you all for listening. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Hey, all you crazy listeners, looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Talking Alternative. 
you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 